0: Hi, welcome to the Veer Vulnerabilis Veer podcast. I'm Adam Glinsky.
1: I'm Albert Imperato,
0: And we're here helping men communicate and build empathy. So Albert, we, uh, we have a pretty interesting uh, relationship here. We actually met through Instagram. So uh, the first thing we kinda wanna talk about here on the show is how we met and uh, a little bit of our backstory. So Albert, uh, I'll let you take it away. How do we uh,
1: meet? How do we meet? Well, we'd have to go back to which one of us Followed the other or commented first? Yeah, um, I don't know.
0: My, I don't know that, but <laughs>
1: I kind of can't remember. But I um, I I think it might be not might, might not be the worst idea for me to very briefly explain why I started my my denim sure. feed. They, it's morphed into a denim feed, but um, I work. I'm a music promoter. That's one thing that that you'll know about me as we talk. Mm-hmm. I'm I've uh, been involved for a long, long time promoting classical music. And um, I was feeling self-conscious being the guy at the office who doesn't know much about social media. So I started a, a kind of a, a fake account, an incognito account to teach myself about Instagram. I didn't want to start something that was about music because I figured people would be confused and figure me out. So at the time I was just enjoying spending weekends up in the country. I was gonna start this feed. It was all gonna be about nature, photos. And then it's, you know, I tripped upon someone who was doing a style blog and I was like a style blog, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you should do one because you have a great look." And I was like, "I do," and he's like, "Yeah, you mix great. You know, you like you have rugged mixed with like nice clothes. It's a really great eclectic mix." And I was like, "Oh, interesting." So I started this thing called Upstate Guy Style, okay. and it's focused a little bit on my my the fun that I have in the Hudson Valley and the fun that I have with, with 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 rugged style clothing. And honestly, it was a joke. I did not think that any it had. It was just really to learn a little bit about Instagram and over. The course of like two years, and I've got you know got a couple of thousand, well eight thousand yeah. almost followers.
0: Yeah, and I've cool met me,
1: I've met some people, including you. So I can't remember exactly which one of us met you know liked or commented on the other, but I just remember thinking when I saw your pictures, wow, this guy really loves Ironheart. I
0: yeah, really for sure. <laughs> so yeah, I guess um my feed started. So I was big on the Ironheart forum. Um, I found out Ironheart. Whenever I went to Self Edge in Los Angeles when I was working there, so
1: for our folks who are not denim folks out there, Iron yeah. Heart is a brand, a famous brand, uh, J- Japanese-based company, right? Mm-hmm. It, yes, we yeah. So denim,
0: yeah, super heavy selvedge denim. They're kind of known for like the tough and classic look, but we'll get into that, you know, a little bit later. But um, so for me, I in college I found about um, naked, and fenne- n- naked and Famous denim through the tannery up in Boston. Um, and then I was like, ooh, this is cool. And then I found Super Denim on Super Future, that forum, And I was like, ooh, this is really interesting. There's more and more and more. And I was uh, kept getting drawn to the brand Ironheart. So whenever I lived in LA, I was working for a recording studio at that time. Uh, on my one of my days off, I went to the shop. And um, I bought um, like a super heavy chambray shirt. And it was love from then on. And so that was back in 2011. Um, and then I got you know the first pair of 25 ounce denim, and I got their first CPO overdyed CPO. And then I actually the second shirt I bought is the one you're wearing. And um, I'm wearing this
1: shirt because yeah. of you. I was the start of my day meditating because of you. So yeah, yeah. you've had you've had a big influence already, yeah. already visible right here.
0: Yes, I uh, indulge in many people's passions. So uh, that's definitely one part about me on on Instagram. But yeah, so I just started posting in the Ironheart Forum. I found that a little bit more kind and gentler and more kind of uh, open than Super Future and Super Denim. Um, They were kind of a bit little more opinionated there and the Ironheart Forum and the brand and everything was just way more engaging and just, you know, kind of more supportive in that. Um, so I just got super into them. Um, and you know, once I figured out Instagram, probably about like three years ago, like 2016 ish, um, I was like, cool, like, who am I? Is like, I'm, I'm fades on the Ironheart forum. Um, and so I was like, well, I, I guess I, I don't know, Ironheart fades, sure. And since then, it's just kind of gone from there. And, you know, I talked to random guys about sizing advice and fit checks and stuff like that. And it's just a big passion. And, and uh,
1: and of course, you know it's serious when you put a Z at the end. And oh yeah, page with a Z—that's like that's, the, this guy's there. He's cool. Yeah, my uh,
0: my hip hop nature. So um, I like to make beats and stuff like that, and you know, rap every once in a while for fun. That's just kind of my creative outlet. But yeah, you know, the the hip hop style definitely uh, is is a big part of my life. Um, so that's that's where the Z well, came from.
1: Oh, do you re- do you remember how long it was that, uh, ago that you started your your feed, your Instagram feed?
0: Oh yeah. It was when I was living in freehold. Um so it was twenty sixteen. Um probably the summer of twenty sixteen.
1: Twenty sixteen. Okay, because I think my I started uh more like maybe twenty eighteen, maybe. Yeah. I can't remember. But but um I'm just curious, how long into doing the feed did the the conversations that you had, that the, the the direct messages veer out of talking just about fashion into something more significant? Because That was a big moment for me. I I want to tell you about it, but I want to first hear what what, how that was for you.
0: Yeah, so that took a little bit longer. So I, I would be honest. Like I was a very private person before that. I didn't really want to do social media, and the reason why I wanted to kind of get into Instagram because it was a little bit bigger of an audience, um, and I kind of wanted to connect with more people. Um, But it wasn't until I started kind of taking my feed seriously and posting daily and kind of having more engaging conversations, like. At first, I posted maybe like once a month and then maybe once a, a week. Um, and then I would never comment at all. I probably started commenting maybe, you know, probably around like late 2017, 2016.
1: So. On other people's feeds. You yeah. Just I, just, wow. I, was, okay. yeah I was
0: just kind of just like a, a magazine for me to consume. And it was kind of just like all about me. Um, and then once I kind of figured out that it was, you know, Hey, like there's kind of a denim community, like people are hanging out. Once I saw the denim hangs going on, I was like, there's something to be a part of here. And I kind of want to jump into it. So started commenting on a lot of people's stuff, um, and just kind of like starting conversations. And it really wasn't until then. So I started posting daily, started commenting daily, kind of made it like a, a part of my life, um, for there. So, That's when it kind of like started opening up more conversations. And then most recently, you know, I kind of went back on Facebook too. And I didn't open up Facebook for five years plus. And, you know, now I'm just having more conversations because I'm like way more open of a person um, than I was a long time ago. So I feel like I've made some, you know, big movements in, in who I am and kind of my identity, which has allowed other people to be like, oh, hey, this guy's like, he kind of knows what he's doing. He's,
1: you know, you know, a, a kind what of in his it, element. It, was it actually just, just doing Instagram and interacting and, and flexing that muscle, so to speak, working that muscle that you feel was loosening you up and, and making you want to communicate more and enjoying the process more?
0: Yeah, I think it was like half and half of that. So just kind of like enjoying Instagram, but also kind of like I went from like the, uh, you know, self-esteem style. I don't know if you know, uh, I think it's Men's Law's um, hierarchy of needs, Um, but kind of going from like the self-esteem level to like, oh, this is cool. It's, you know, kind of boosting my ego, this and that, or like, you know, I'm getting fulfilled from this too hey, I'm in my element and I'm doing what I love because I got a lot of flack from people that was just like, dude, you're just like posting jeans. Like, you know, what are you doing, man? And I was like, hey, I'm having fun. Those are strangers
1: me. or those are friends?
0: Those are yeah, friends.
1: Oh, uh, okay. you're <laughs> getting razzed. Yeah, I mean, not yeah, harassed. I, mean, I started but mine. Like, mine was totally anonymous and I didn't show my face at first. Did you mm-hmm. show your face in your feed? At yeah, the yeah. So I did it. I was hiding it. And one day my sister called me from Rome. She was traveling with her uh, mm-hmm. two daughters and her husband, and they were laughing their ass off. And the one little picture that I snuck in and it wasn't even a yeah. photo, they saw it and they basically called to tell me that they were obsessed and they couldn't stop watching. And then it was like, my secret was out. Cause once my sister liked it because of the algorithms, uh-huh. that day, all my friends and my work colleagues were following it. And then mm-hmm. I just basically started putting my, my face in my feed. But but well, um, did did in in the early uh, period did you have any any exchanges that were really really striking and like moments that you were really kind of surprised had happened through Instagram?
0: Not probably Ooh. in the first year or so. Okay. I was okay. I was still kind of like figuring it out, you know.
1: I I launched mine in May of uh, and in August already. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just have this thing. I I don't know what it is, and you and I and are talking. Uh, it, doing this doing this podcast and and being friends um, You're I, I it'll be interesting for you to hear your point of view of why I am just obsessed with connecting with people It's just something that I've always done a little bit. It's I'm like the, the classic middle child I got along with everybody in the family, but there, there's lots of reasons I, uh, we, we, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you about them and learn more about about myself in that way. But anyway, um I got one morning this note I didn't get a note I got a comment on a on a picture it was the same pair of mock toe boots that you have the black red wings and this um guy commented oh my god these are so great and I I clicked through and it was this guy named Henry Lomire wow. um, and and uh I clicked through and I found this world really of stunning very very deep images Black and white, moody. About and it just showed people, especially himself. He, you know, often took pictures of himself, but pictures of 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 men and women uh, who looked um, like they were deep, uh, deep in in some kind of of uh, feeling, some kind of uh, moment of sometimes a moment of almost crisis, sometimes a moment of just of loneliness. There was so much emotion in these pictures, and I was very flattered that this guy uh, who's clearly a very, uh, art- he's an artist, he's not just a picture taker, uh, was interested in, my, in anything that I posted. I was just flabbergasted that this guy wrote to me, uh, commented, so I, 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 I followed him back and I sent him a note and I just said, my God, your pictures are pretty stunning. Uh, they're haunting. Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. And he just said, do you want the, the long story or the short story? And long story <laughs> of course. I love long story. I literally I will go up to a stranger on a train and just say Why did you pick that book? Why are you reading that now to me? Like in, I always want to know what brought a person to the moment. They're in why are they here? Why are they on that subway? Why are they reading that book? How did this happen? Anyway? Henry started telling me his story And it, it kind of blew my mind He was I mean, I'm gonna we're gonna have Henry on this uh, Henry. On, on our series we are going to talk to henry henry you'll see if you go look at his feed um uh that he not only is a great picture taker but his captions are stunning they're very very profound poetic sometimes funny sometimes uh grim uh they're, they're very intense captions this is a man who's putting it all out there anyway when he started telling me his story he talked about very quickly about his battle with alcoholism and what it had done to his life and you know long story short is that he was in paris photographing refugees for a book that he was going to do when he started drinking again and that caused a bit of a crash and burn moment in his life and he came back to america to deal with his issues and um this started uh, between henry and i a very profound series of like exchanges we began to talk every morning over coffee video we used to uh, um, and and I at first I was doing my usual detective mode I wanted to know, learn about Henry like I, I was fascinated by him, but partly um, I also realized that I was very lonely um, at that time in my uh, when I met Henry uh, It's a long story, but I had a client that uh, was based in New York uh, Who I saw and worked with he's a very important musician in New York on the New York scene and I saw him and his family pretty much every day for eight years. It was a wow. very intense, incredible, like I was backstage with a lot of the stars of the music world. It was, I, was, I was fully engaged in this career that I had cultivated for 30 years. And when his tenure ended uh, in New York and he moved with his family back to Europe, suddenly it was like I lost my, my, my social family life that I had with him. And when I started talking to Henry, I realized I was a little, I was a little lonely. I kind of hadn't made new friends in a while. And some of the old friends had kind of drifted away as I was so taken by my work. And so I opened up to Henry and I started talking about my marriage. I started talking about lots of things. And as that unfurled and we developed a very close friendship, suddenly um, my feed, I'm not sure if it was partially the way I captured my photos or whatever, but People started to write to me and just say, "Oh, you're cheering me up. I had a terrible, terrible uh, week, and thank you for sharing uh, uh, sharing your stories with me." And and um, they started telling me stories. And out of nowhere, I would have everything from an 18 year old kid who's like, "I'm really nervous about having sex for the first time." Is and uh, I'm really I or I I had, I had sex for the first time and it was terrible. Am I doomed? Is this horrible? Uh, everything from that to a guy confessing to me that he had cheated on his wife and, and his marriage was in trouble, to more addiction stories, to I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent this week. And I just was blown away by um, how receptive people were to t- to talking and how much they wanted to talk. And it was very, very interesting. And this will get to really why we're doing what we're doing, you and I talking together is that several of them said to me that the reason they talked to me is that they mentioned something to me that I remembered they said i was sick a month ago and a month later i would say how are you all recovered and to me that's like the most natural thing why wouldn't you ask someone who told you they were sick if they're better
0: exactly yeah that's like just the nice thing to do
1: so so they started to reveal themselves and i just realized there was a hunger uh, a hunger in people to communicate. and um, you know, we think of social media. it's yeah, it's social, but uh, it a lot of the social aspect of social media is rather superficial. It, it's people don't necessarily share anything terribly important. but I th- I, I just fe- immediately felt this tremendous uh, this tremendous need. And then I started, of course, noticing, out there, that there is a story brewing that men in American society are having a real tough time. There's For sure. suicide rates are are too high. Men die before women. Um, uh, there's all kinds of uh, health issues related to socialized isolation, etc. And then it really dawned on me, um, as you and I were talking, that talking in itself, communicating in itself, is just inviting people to communicate is a good thing. So. You know, how did you go from us to having that conversation to you kind of just like powered in like we're going to do this? Like something clicked in you that just said we're going to just do this.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, once you kind of brought up that subject, what it was less than a week ago is Sunday, you know, when we had our our meeting, you know, or after Roddy left and stuff. And now we just kind of like really just agreed on that topic that, you know, hey, like men really need to communicate and you know, it's it's crazy because it's so hard for some people to open up. Um, and sometimes when they do open up, it's when they're in the need the most, you know, they're in such a crazy place in their life, like their backs up against the wall and they're just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And, you know, someone's like, Hey, you know, just lends an ear and, you know, it just gets them from, you know, point A to point B. And it can really move someone and, and really impact them quite a bit. So, yeah, I think this whole thing is just trying to get people, you know, from one place to another. Um, and really just kind of like, you know, for us to, to guide them on their journey, um, through whatever they're going through, because, you know, we've been through a lot, you know, you and I are, our lives. Yeah. We've had, uh, some, good after- <laughs> had some
1: pretty <laughs> we'll wild stuff. Happen. Details.
0: But yeah. Um, but I think that's the biggest thing is, is you know, we both value communication. We both value, you know, bonding. We both appreciate being in relationships, like committed relationships that need work and development to to happen. So, you know, some people just need an extra help or they need, you know, an ear to to talk to or they need a community to to be built around that so they can have support. And I think that passion and that drive that we have and that kind of just initial spark where, I mean... We can talk to each other for hours on end and, you know, it seems like 20 minutes. Um, You know, we we can bring that and, you know, just share our experiences and share other people's stories so other people feel like they're not alone.
1: I have to say that you you exude just (laughs) such positive energy all the time and your smile is completely infectious. I mean, you're always smiling. I've never seen a person smiling more and laughing more than you. And of course, when I first got to know you, I was like, oh... I'm the, the the New Yorker the with, with a crazy backstory and my dramatic Italian family and all my issues. And I, I'm kind of like with my neurotic streak in me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm talking to this regular, really happy dude. And at what point um, are we going to realize how different we are? Uh, and it's going to be almost a problem. And then I realize that the more that I talk to you, I'm seeing just level after level of connection of uh, just you're you're confronting a lot of some similar issues, but also some really different issues that I'm uh, kind of fascinated by, and just just really how deceptive our ideas are when we see people, what we imagine other people's lives to be like, and to understand that in the end, and this is my biggest belief. Pe- people have asked me this question, like, oh. With this whole denim thing you've been doing did you finally find your tribe and i'm going to just tell you and maybe maybe we have a whole topic of conversation yeah, on this. probably one. i don't want to be in a tribe uh, to me the human race is the tribe uh, to yeah, me, same here agree yeah i i i if you put me in a, in a in a in a group of people i am always the person who's not the, the one that fits in i don't want to be i want to be a person who's a full person who's open and part of the life of of the world around me and I, I I know this tribe word has come up a lot lately. I'm hearing more and more. Find your tribe, find your tribe, and I don't know. I, I I kind of I kind of resist that.
0: Yeah, I agreed wholeheartedly with that, and I think we're more like you know I can't think of a better word for it, but like the social butterfly. And what comes to mind is like you know Ben. Um, he like he's my idol when it comes to being social. Uh, he was friends with everyone in high school, like everyone was cool with Ben. He actually ran for school president. Supposedly he won, but there's some, uh, you know. School president. School president, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, we we were kind of the, uh, <laughs> not the most mainstream kids in high school, so they kind of gave it to someone who like went to West Point and this and that and like, you know, it was a real like, academic and you know upstanding guy who in the same happens? year,
1: you were like buddies in the same year in, in school you're oh,
0: like oh he's been like he's my first friend like i've known him since before one um
1: so, and, so. And, and, and ben what what does he do just give us a quick oh he
0: start. uh works for a cinematography company and um basically uh assist cinematographers making really beautiful shots so yeah he's basically. Well, so you guys have
1: known each other since when elementary school or middle school or
0: before preschool, like I was, we were hanging out like, at, at like one and two years old.
1: That's really, that's amazing. Because yeah. one of the, one of the things that I think is a really uh, strong part of my biographical background is that mm-hmm. I um, moved in during my high school years, my parents got divorced. I had a pretty sudden break with my high school community. It's a long story. I can't wait to tell you about it. Yeah. And then I went to school. I went to to, to, to school in California. Um, and by going to California, I was at Stanford and I started in 1980. I am that old. 19, I'm 50. I'll be 58 next summer. Um, anyway, I went to Stanford. And when I got back out of, out of school, I basically started my life fresh. And I always, like, I'm always amazed when I, and, and a little bit not envious. I'm just like in awe of the idea that you have someone in your life. You're a, a male friend from preschool. I mean.
0: Yeah. I mean, like our moms were friends. Like they they met in like some type of like mom club. And I mean, he's 16 days older than me. Um, and oddly enough, you know, Matt as well. Uh, he's 11 days younger than me. And we're just like, I don't know, we're just like rock solid friends. And it's it's wild. Um, but yeah, like just kind of growing up, we just always... You know, we never fought about anything we always you know supported each other and you know obviously we had our disagreements here and there and we, we kind of went you know separate ways here and there we went to different colleges he's in new york now you know i'm in pittsburgh uh, but you know we've always been able just to connect in like you know one phone call away or you know like one video chat away from you know just catching up on life and kind of being right there
1: uh, i i love that you brought him that when when you said you were coming to new york and yeah. You and I met for the first time in person. Mm-hmm. That your friends came with you. I mean, you had your buddy Matt, yeah, Kane, who I love, Matt the comedian, mm-hmm. uh, like really a comedian, professional comedian. Uh, Matt, Ben, and and another buddy of yours. But I just loved. It was so obvious that you had your you had your your homies right there. It was like you, oh, and yeah. your bros were like joined at the hip. And I. I I was like a little bit at first i was like damn uh, i i'm not gonna be able to talk to, to to adam the way i want to and then it was exactly the opposite i was like wow this is it was like immediately meeting a bunch of cool sweet guys i mean i actually started uh you know going to hear matt's comedy uh, wow. i had met a couple of times come at the bar that i'm involved with and, and do some comedy nights and i'm just like wow what a great it's just incredible it's like mm-hmm. it's just like really great to have met someone who's so connected to his buddies and, and and to see just how much energy and joy they bring each other
0: yeah our like our high school friendship like oh my gosh like I, I love these guys you know so much and girl um, there's Lauren in there too but we were just so close in high school we had like our group and like it was every Friday night we got together like we went to a you know a rock show like a local show um uh, we'd go to like wing night on thursday night and go to an open mic um at a coffee shop like we would always try to do something like once a week like all of us together um and yeah obviously we partied a lot too but
1: um so for like, social butterfly like you i'm just curious though was there ever ever a time in your life where you actually felt like like my god i'm actually kind of alienated um I'm, I'm feeling disconnected or did you never really have that feeling oh did
0: yeah you, all the time you, you did. Know? like I, you know, I had, like, those were, like, my my rock solid group was, like, the original six is what we called them. Um, and, you know, then I, like, I played hockey for 12 years. Um, so I had the hockey team, but, like, Ben was on the hockey team as well. But,
1: I like want ice skate to save my life. <laughs> yeah, it's, right? it's, it's not awful. the easiest. Yeah, and I, um, I am terrible at anything involving a blade, a ski, and a cold surface. Yeah. <laughs> disaster.
0: But, yeah, so, you know, in the hockey team, um, you know, I, I was a part of it. I was a member of the team and Roddy, um, you met Roddy as well. Like he was a, he was a member of the team, but like, I, like, I wasn't super close with Roddy until, I mean, geez, like, you know, a couple of years ago, when we kind of like rekindled that relationship and we realized like, you know, how much we really did have in common. Um, but yeah, like, you know, I would hang out with like, you know, a couple of guys here, a couple of guys there, but they weren't like the rock solid friends. They were more acquaintances. I would say. And then, you know, there was, you know, the academic group. So I was in a lot of, you know, AP classes, accelerated classes and stuff like that. So I was kind of hanging around that like more academic group in high school, but I never fit in. And I uh, definitely grew up around the emo phase, you know, like 05 to 07, um, you know, where guys were wearing girl pants and stuff like that. So emo phase. Oh, yeah. The the hair swoop, the, the guy liner, um, you know. Oh, shit. Yeah. All that fun stuff, yeah. So uh, well, we're
1: about we thir- uh, we're pre- considerable. I mean, I'm 57. How old are you? Uh, 31. All right, so we got a pretty good spread of generational difference going here. I love it.
0: <laughs> but yeah, like I, I played in like hardcore heavy metal bands where we would like scream and do like death metal breakdowns and all sorts of crazy stuff. But then, you know, I was the dude wearing like girl pants and like, I have emotions. But then I was also be like, Oh, you know, I'm this crazy emotional guy. And like, I play hockey and like, I'm not afraid to get into the mosh pit and throw down. So I was kind of all over the place, you know, and I attribute that to a lot to not really knowing who I was, you know, I, I knew, I knew some things like I knew I loved my friends. I knew I enjoyed playing hockey. I knew I loved music and I knew I wanted to get out of my town. Um, those are the things that I really held on to. And what town was that? Indiana, Pennsylvania. Very rural. Um, there is a college there, IUP. Um, but yeah, gonna, I mean. I'm going
1: to have to look that one up on the map. How far from Pittsburgh?
0: Uh, it's like, uh, 45 miles-ish. So like an hour and change.
1: Yeah. So you actually, it was a rural, you grew up in a rural environment. Oh yeah. Very rural. Wow. Um, uh. Just, you know, we could go on and on and we will be going on and on as we go. But I, I want to kind of steer us back to what oh, yeah. we're <laughs> doing. No, no, no. It, I, I think we're, we're doing it. We're, let's make it very simple. I, I, and mm-hmm. you could put it in your own words. But our whole goal is simple. We're going to simply invite people to come and communicate. Uh, exactly. In future, in future podcasts, we're going to be having guests come on. And if they want to just talk, Mm-hmm. If they want to tell us something important about themselves that's been hard for them to tell someone else, we're going to say, tell us. We're going to talk yep. about it. Um, we're going to value and remind people that communicating is in itself a beautiful and important thing. That yeah. there's no, there's no uh, mysterious thing uh, that, that, that we need to do to be happy people. We really just need to be there for each other. We need to listen to each other. and We need to communicate. I, one, I'm going to let you talk in a second, but I just want to mention one thing. It's amazing that Hidden Brain podcast, uh, NPR podcast that I sent you about this epidemic of male loneliness. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the takeaway from that one, we'll, we'll put that link up on our, on our website when our website yep. is live, which hopefully is soon. Um, uh, basically, the takeaway for me was diet, exercise, And guess what? Social attachment, social interaction, social Mm -hmm. vitality in a person's life was as much an indicator of health as uh, diet and exercise. So basically you could diet and exercise all you want, but if you're sitting there completely unattached to other people and not having social connection, you are endangering his health. You might as well be doing anything else to endanger your health. And it is the one thing that it should be the easiest thing for you to do. You don't have to, you don't have to to exert any, we got these things right right here. So, so that was a real shocker to me. I I thought in my own life, yeah, sure. I get it. Social interaction when I'm, when I'm lonely and when, when I don't have enough social interaction, I tend to go inside my own head and find problems that don't even exist. Um, But anyway, that that's really what, why I want so badly to do this with you is that I, I think, if we just get this talk turned up uh, yeah. even if it begins uh, you know it, it doesn't need to solve the problems of the world at the beginning but i think little by little as we as we make people healthier more engaged more involved and more caring as we all do that for each other and help each other build this community we trans quietly transform the, the world around us you know and we start in this little minute this small way uh committing um to these values and and to these goals and they they have a transformative effect and that's gonna i think gonna be something to really look forward to in the future when we when we meet other people on these podcasts is, is really learning about about people's lives what the challenges they face how they surmount uh, how they got beyond them how they how they surmounted difficulties and yeah. trying to help and learn from each other
0: absolutely i i agree with that um and you know as a coach myself um, I think mindset and communication and relationship building is just as important as balancing the checkbook. And that's, you know, half of my coaching is is really just getting people in the right mindset, learning to, you know, develop and, you know, get relationships because you have a relationship with your money, but you also have a relationship with yourself and you have a relationship with others. And there's all different types of circles that are interconnected and everything, but you really kind of, you know, got to start, upstairs first to to kind of know yourself and you know know who you are in order to really communicate the truest and purest and you know i think that's my kind of message that i want to bring out of this is being true to yourself having the right mindset and you know starting healthy habits because you said just like diet and exercise communication is is key in there and to being healthy person and being a full person so that's really what i want to contribute um to this right here and i you know, want to have a platform for you know, men to talk about their experiences, their struggles, and obviously their triumphs too, because, you know, this needs to be inspirational as well, <laughs> you know, because you can do it. I oh, you, you and I have both done it, um, you know, made some huge, huge leaps and bounds in our lives, you know, and just through talking to people.
1: Just talking to you this week about what we've been working on this project is mm-hmm. really my, I feel like it's been like turbocharged week. I was absolutely really, yeah. really excited to wake up this morning and just be like i'm gonna to talk to adam i, I talked to adam a lot but i'm i was really excited to be talking to
0: you same here i l- jumped up and down before i was setting up my microphone and stuff and i was like
1: it's yes, podcast day it's finally here <laughs> so what do you think uh pretty that's a pretty good start right this is like episode one sort of meet the guys meet the concept yeah totally you so but um can you please tell us let's end with fear say it again
0: Yeah, Albert's having a little tricky with this Latin phrase right here, but I'll go ahead and close the show here. So this has been the first episode of Veer Vulnerabilis, Veer, the podcast with Adam Glinsky
1: and Albert Imbrato.
0: Thank you for listening.